Dave, thank you for joining me, man. So it seems there's so much that has happened in that three, because I got the initial invitation because um, I was I'm a Prime member, and I remember I got this like in November of 2014. I had no yep. idea exactly what this thing was, but I, was, I just wanted it. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm buying it. And when I got it, I was like, what is this thing? And I, I did a, I actually did a, a video and put up on YouTube, and I was like, now this is kind of interesting. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so anyway, fast forward, that, and it seems like it's it's been so long ago, but it really hasn't been. Uh, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about how the Echo came about, because it came out of the blue for most people. Yeah, I mean the the um, the idea behind it was always uh, you know Star Trek computer, and um, the the ability to use voice uh, to actually have a conversation. I think that for it certainly was for me, and I think for for a lot of people. When you realize you're having a conversation and it's not a technology that's translating your voice into some kind of text and then processing it, that's what the difference is, right? You can speak naturally, spontaneously. Um, you know, I, I talk to customers and they say they don't even remember how they do things. Yeah. Uh, you just walk up and you kind of do it. And that's how we have conversations with people. Like, I don't remember how I asked uh, my kids last night to, to get to bed and, and you know, make sure they were ready the next day. I just did. Um, and so that was the important change. It, it, it's funny. You, you remember uh, 2014. Um, I was also a Prime member, and I had kind of seen them, but I didn't actually like have my own until February because we were shipping them out to customers first uh, as fast as we can. So it was like I would see it when I was in the, in the Seattle office, but I didn't um, have one in my home. And for me, having one in my home – is like my my family's the guinea pig. What is it like? My kids when they use this, and and my wife when she uses it. What is it like for somebody who's not wired in their brain the way I am, where I think all technology is great and I love it and I want to just use all the new stuff, right? Um, and so that really was the beginning for me of I didn't have to teach anybody anything. I can't remember the last time I had a technology where I didn't have to like do the five minute Dave like tutorial or be the help desk, right? We're all like the help desk for other technology. And I remember thinking to myself, why? Um, and I really, you know, in looking back, I think it's because we've, we've reached that point. We've reached this tipping point. The computer science behind it, you know, using deep neural networks and, and understanding the phonetics of how one word, when you, when you put words together after in a sentence, what is the actual like, chance that another word is going to follow it. And that's really how machines have changed is if I'm going to say something and I can use adjectives and other stuff, there's a high probability that it's going to be based on the context of the conversation we're already having, what those words will actually be. In the past, every single word was just a word being being translated, right? And it's um, it's the way we function when we're having this conversation. If all of a sudden I started talking about nonsense gibberish, right, just throwing together a bunch of words, you'd be like, well, what did Dave put in his coffee? It wouldn't make sense, right? So that's the, that's the sea change. Um, and I, you know, you go back to 2014, 2015, you remember like everybody, IOT, Internet of Things was like the stuff and, and for me, uh, when I actually had an echo, 
uh, it was like, oh, this is the Internet of Things. It's not a computer. It's a device that's connected to the Internet and it's doing things. And then smart home made sense to me suddenly, you know. Uh, I could ask for lights. I started out with light bulbs and, and um, moved on to thermostats and, and everything else. Um, but it's really it, – it changed. I think that's the fundamental shift. It was that people started to get it – and you saw this. In a, there was a general public awareness when it shifted from people just calling it Echo, which is very like um, – it's a product to Alexa. Right. It's actually something – or someone that I have this conversation with. And it was really neat to kind of watch that change over time. Uh, and it's that. it's There's something powerful, right? In, when, in a conversation, in order for us to have a really good conversation, you have to get me. You understand what I'm saying, and I get you. And so it's personal. There's like that, that uh, it's relational. And you don't get that with any other kind of technology. You do get that with conversation. Um, so once that clicked, a lot of it is feedback. I mean, we heard back from customers right away, like, uh, you know, I want to be able to have listen to my, my Kindle library. <laughs> I want to be able to play um, music in different ways, right? Over time, uh, some, some people may not even notice that are listening, but you can actually ask for a song by the lyrics, which is the way I remember stuff, yeah. you know, from 20 years ago. Play the – you get an earworm and you're like, play the song that goes like this, you know, and you give her the, give her the lyrics. And so it's that it's that journey. It's a uh, Alexa's continuing to evolve, and we're continuing to just uh, both from customers and developers too. I hear just ton, like I uh, you you may know this. Like I do weekly office hours, where it's just like an hour. Ask me anything, and it's like, hey, what's on all your mind? Like, where do you want to take this thing, and what can we do to 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 better um, better do that? And it, it's uh it's interesting. I just shared the document. Um, Office Hours started I started them in February 2016, and it's 90 pages long. It's basically every conversation that a dev um, has had in those office hours, and our product teams look at that. So what's great is, I mean, they're so anxious to hear. Uh, if someone new is starting right now, they have that kind of shared history of the community over the past 18 months. And it's interesting to see, like in 2016, these were the things. And then all of a sudden it's 2017, but not just Alexa, the actual industry and customer expectations have evolved. Yeah. And so now what are people – and you can see it mature, right? In the beginning it was like I need these things, and now it's almost like um, – I don't want to say feature sets, but it's it's scenarios. Like people are actually thinking about new scenarios for this stuff. Wow. So you you mentioned customer expectations and how they're changing. Uh, how has the customer relationship between Amazon and its customers uh, changed as more and more customers start using Echoes and, and, and calling on Alexa to do things? Well, I, I, I don't know if it's um, how you would define change, right? I mean, you, you, we, we always work from the customer first uh, and backwards in everything we do. Um, and so you'll you'll see that you know you you'll see that as a leadership uh, principle you'll see that part of the culture. I think that what's really changed is that um, there's not a lot new that a customer couldn't do already through the website or a mobile app. What's changed is how they do it. Mm. You know, I um, it was interesting. I had no idea. I mean, it's been around a while, but um, and I should know this, right? Um, <laughs> um but I had no idea 
that the stuff that was coming to my house from Amazon was because my wife had just asked it, asked Alexa to reorder it until I saw it happen one day, right? So I, like, I travel a lot. And so I happened to be going through the kitchen, wasn't traveling that week, and I heard her say, Alexa, reorder cat litter. And I was like, wait, what did you – how long – she's like, I've been doing that forever. And no, I'm like, and then, and then of course, I start grilling her, right? I'm like, well, how did you find out about this? She's like, I don't know. I just asked her. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Like there's – like that's a customer expectation now that wasn't there before, right? Like suddenly, oh, if this – if I if Alexa knows me and I'm doing things with Alexa, I'm just going to ask and see if she can do it. And so that um, relationship has changed, right? Like um, yeah. in the beginning, you had to know about these Alexa skills, which are basically a developer goes and, and these are companies and brands or they can be hobbyists. Anybody can create a skill. And you basically teach Alexa about something and how to have a conversation about it. So that could be you know, ordering a Domino's pizza or ordering a ride from Uber or Lyft or, or, or asking your, your bank balance from Capital One, right? Or it could be a game that you, you want to play. Um, and so, you know, it's like in the beginning you had to know all about that. You had to know how to install it. You had, and today you can just be like, Alexa, I want to play Jeopardy. And then she figures out how to enable that for you on your behalf. Or you could say, Alexa, you know, like, uh, uh, how do I cook chocolate chip cookies? And then she figures out what are all, like, the different recipe skills out there that can do it. And so I'd say that's been a, a shift that we've seen with customers too. Um, it's almost like what, how as human beings we have those trusted advisors mm -hmm. where, and I get hit with this technology all the time. You may too, Brent, like how many times you've been, what phone should I buy? What laptop should I buy? Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's kind of that. It's like, hey, um, what's the, you know, et cetera, et cetera, or how do I, um, and there's an expectation that you can have a, a, a conversation with that. And so that is crazy to think, even in just like three or four years, yeah. how that's been able to change that way, right? Yeah. So what's been the most surprising uh, thing, development you've seen with the Echo and customers, how they're using it or how they're not using it? What's been something that really surprised you about this whole process? Yeah, I knew... Um, there's a there's a couple different ways I uh, I can think about that right so the like as a technologist I can definitely dream big so like in the beginning I remember um, when we were trying to decide when we were going to release these SDKs so the Alexa skills kit for building skills and the Alexa voice service for basically allowing you to put Alexa into anything whether that's hardware or software um, and I remember. You know, we wanted to do it sooner than later because we wanted to be surprised. We knew people could were going to tinker and they were going to create things. Um, but you also have some biases. Like looking back, I definitely had biases. Like I did not think this thing could play games that were entertaining. I did, <laughs> right? And 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 that was just a Dave bias. Uh, I wanted to to be impressed. And then like I saw stuff like um, Eve Online. Is a is an I don't know if you know Eve Online, oh, yeah. but I'm a I'm a big gamer. It's like an MMO, but it's got its own economy, and you're flying a spaceship, and you're it's just this vast universe. And then somebody integrated Alexa, so they have an Echo, and they're literally flying their ship. They're doing everything like Picard. <laughs> and I'm like, when I thought of gaming, I didn't even think of that. But yet now they've literally, I mean, you want to talk about immersion? Like you've literally change the way that you interact with it because now you're having a conversation with a game that was never created to even be able to just have a conversation 
right? Um, so that was awesome. Then like um, the different form factors and the hardware came and we, we launched the dot. And one of the first things I saw was somebody took their dot, put it in the coffee cup holder in the middle of their car and use their, their mobile internet, and they're just riding around with Alexa. <laughs> and I'm like, there's Alexa Automotive, right? And I was like, wow, like, I didn't, you know, the original Echo, when I was thinking, it's just, it stays in the home. Like, I had this whole, like, home right. in my mind, and now it's in a, because, and like, it, you know, and then I, when I see something like that, first thing I do is I'm like, all right, Dave, like, why would this happen? <laughs> and then I'm thinking, I'm like, well, when I travel, I'm in a hotel rooms saying Alexa's name, and she's not there. Right. And so I uh, now I carry a dot with me, but I can see that same scenario for a car. Once there's a light bulb that goes off in your head where you don't have to think about it, you just, you know, it's ambient computing. You just ask questions to the air and you expect it an answer. Um, it, it's interesting, right? Be, because I do a lot of presentations too. And uh, I'll share this with you. There's always this, this thread in my mind. Uh, after three years now, this that when I'm on stage and I say Alexa, then I'm going to hear her, yeah. and it's really weird. <laughs> I did this yesterday. I, I actually did this yesterday. I, I was doing a presentation and I had my Echo Show because it was about yeah. voice, and I made the mistake of saying it, and she, you know, piped right up. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, why is that? It's almost like there's this like. Um, I need to know she's okay before I say it. Like, you know, is she, is she muted? Cause, but if there's this expectation that it's just going to have a, a conversation back. So that's been super surprising um, in that way too. And so there's been all sorts of stuff. We just had a contest um, and um, some of the things that developers did were crazy. Like uh, crazy as like awesome. But everything from being able to take a to-do note um, anywhere you are and then you get reminders later on your phone. Um, to like controlling a virtual reality fox to like just browsing the entire web with your voice and like Chrome's pulling up and you're just doing it. So it's like developers continue to surprise me um, across all those all those kinds of, of categories. And the hardware and the and the hardware side of things and the software side of things. So there's uh, Alexa is on Mac uh, through people who have implemented that in the software. She's on iPhones and Androids, and then she's in speakers and refrigerators. and uh, So it's just, you know, talking about expecting her to answer no matter where you are, that's, <laughs> I did, you know, like I, I, I kind of thought about some of the areas she would be, but it's it's literally, um, it surprised me too, all the, all the places that you can have a conversation now. Yeah. So when this was being developed, I know you guys kind of have that, kind of work backwards thing, were you getting the sense that customers were wanting this kind of device or did you get the sense that, you know, just based on what you guys were doing internally, thinking, you know, this is a device they'll want eventually? So it wasn't, uh, you know, so much about a device, right? Like, so the Echo uses Alexa and the Echo was a way that we built the hardware. But for us, it really was about voice. And we fundamentally believe this is, um, you know, we have an Alexa fund, which is a hundred million dollar fund to fuel innovation within voice. Um, we believe that voice will fundamentally change the way that we interact with technology. And if you start with the customer and you work backwards, the 
best thing you can do for a customer, right? And this is true um, on the website. It's true in our mobile apps. Is to make it as easy and as direct as possible, right? Like, look at one-click shopping. Um, and so, it, the the ability for you to just ask for something by with your voice. I do a a voice design talk, and you can see it uh, online. Just look for my name, uh, Voice Design 101. And w- one of the things um, that I talk about is the utility of voice, right? So. Um, there's high utility and low utility. And what I mean by that is it's different than when you have a device like you're touching and you're interacting with or your computer that you're using a mouse and you, you have the ability. We've had decades to refine that UI so that we can display all sorts of information, but then we collapse it and it fades it. Um, this is why, like, you know... Um, any of the big like social media sites or website and anything like oh, suddenly there's a redesign and everybody goes crazy like why did you change it and why is that it's because of the the information that you now push to the background visually you knew where to concentrate and suddenly it's bubbled up and your brain has to deal with it right. so voice is like that everything that you hear you have to deal with you can't just push it into the background, right? Unless it's my kids trying to bother me while I'm trying to do something, right? There. <laughs> I just fade it. But that, you, you know what I mean. Like if you're concentrating, right. um, you have to funnel through all that information. So information overload uh, can happen very, very quickly. And so as you design these things, it's very different than in mobile where we allowed to explain as much as possible on the screen. It was not conversational. Um, and then you went and you kind of drilled down where you want. So, for example, um, let's say you're going to just do a general search and you don't know what you want. A visual interface is great for that. To do that with your voice would take a very long time. But if I want to just find something that I know exactly what that is, so I, you know, I have a specific topic, um, maybe um, I just got a, a, a new uh, treadmill, right? So I want high, high, the top-rated treadmills. Uh, four star and up, right? If I could just ask for that, and now on a, a new device like an Echo Show where you'll see photos of it too, yes. and you still don't have to touch the screen. So maybe I'm just thinking about it in the corner like, you know what, I got to know how much I need to save and, and when I'm going to get this. Let me just see what the top ones are now, if there's anything appealing, so that in my mind I kind of have a brand. Um, you could do that. And you, then you can control the whole UI with your voice. That was an interesting thing too when we launched Show. Is it's just as different as Echo was yeah. with voice, right? People saw a screen, and there's this bias we've had where over the past – yeah, it's been 10 years now, right? Yeah, I've, iPhone was 2007 where good. really we started to have this – you're touching these, these multi-touch interfaces. And so your mind, when you hear screen, whether you realize it or not, it's touch. Right. And – you know, we navigated that whole problem. I remember being in the Fire TV group. Like, how do you do the 10-foot experience, and what does it mean to do a controller? And, like, you just you couldn't get that same ease and high utility you could with a touchscreen, like you could on the Kindle tablets. But now Fire TV is integrated with Alexa. So you yeah. talk about utility. I'm in the 10-foot experience, and I say, go play, you know, I just watched the season finale of Game of Thrones. Right? So I'd be like, Game of Thrones, season 7. Uh, you know, episodes, was it seven, something like that? But just to be able to ask for that, then that's even more utility um, than a, a touch interface would be. And so that, um, I think, is really uh, what's, what's changed, too. 
So let me ask you a year, two years, three years, even five years from now, uh, where are we going to be with the voice and almost like voice first, the voice, uh, voice first devices and leveraging the voice for all sorts of interactions? Where, where do you see us being in, a, in that time frame? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I always, as a, in the role that I'm in, I always try to put the lenses on of somebody who's never even used this. And so what does that mean? Because I think that's the best way when you do predictions into the future like that. Because ultimately, um, as a technologist, right, we all want to create stuff. And sometimes we create it just because it, we can. <laughs> um, but I think where you really see technology get embraced and move forward and real change is when it becomes something important to people that they use in their lives and it has a fundamental difference. And so when I think of voice like that, I, I think about what are the areas today that a normal human being um, could ask for things. So like automotive is a super exciting um, in that space, when when I was at CES and I was just looking around at um, like Ford had the whole setup where you could actually talk with Alexa, uh, and then seeing all the self driving cars and and all of that, like um, that to me was I think if, if we're looking at day to day changes to see that uh, the ability to just like have a conversation with your car for anything you need um, and then to not I don't you know I'm going to be one of those. Uh, it, people, I think I'll, I'll, I'll be a little more cautious because I just I, I love driving. I've done it my whole life, <laughs> but my kids, I don't think will think anything of it. Wow. You know, they're not even driving yet, and so the, why wouldn't it? Uh, Dad's already driving me, but he, you know, the machine's going to be better than he is. <laughs> so there's a different there's a different uh, there's a different outlook on that, and so I think we'll start to see that. I think we'll also start to see. The, the difference is really like the leveling, the, the great leveler of technology. Every technology I've ever used, I got more out of it than I think a lot of people did because I'm technical. So I could figure things out. I could be forgiving. Um, you know, I, I, I knew, I kind of thought how the developers thought. So even if something wasn't obvious, I'm like, I bet you you can do it like this. <laughs> um, that... And yet you had to train people, you know, this touch made stuff easier, mouse and keyboard, but there was still that, that barrier uh, now that you can have a conversation. Uh, you, you don't have to be taught. You can just ask for the AI to do something and it happens. So it's very different in, in – uh, I talk to a lot of um, – like in industries, right? You look at financial industry. Or, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, debits and credits, and balance sheets and interest rates. Why do I need to know about that as a human being? Um, I did a talk with Capital One at reInvent last year, and they said their top, one of their top requests from customers was a sentence, how am I doing? Wow. Now, that's not something you would do with a mobile app. That's such a human thing, but that's a conversation you can actually have today. And how am I doing for me means am I paying the mortgage on time, uh, You know what went through on some credit cards, things like that. But it means something different for everybody. Right. But the, the interface, that's so human to have. So I think we'll see more of that rather than forcing people to adopt the vernacular of specific industries and to learn the technology to interact with that. We can have 
conversations. And you started to see this with chatbots, right? That's why chatbots are so easy to use because you can have like a, a real conversation, but then just being able to talk is even, yeah. even better, more powerful, I think. Do you consider your children to be a part of the, let's say, the voice first generation? Yeah, they can't, you know, they're, uh, and, and my oldest, I have a teenager now, so it, she's COPA compliant. So it's like, uh, for technology, like she gets to use a lot more stuff. Like she can have her own accounts and, and, and all of that. Um, but they, um, you know, because of their dad, obviously they've been around it their whole lives. And, but it's interesting to see them now with their peers, um, and just the use of technology um, everything through social media and phones. And, uh, I mean, we ran into that, uh, in our own, like the social norms, right? That's some of the things you're going to see change, right? Like if you, um, think of like the past 10 years of like these face down looking into, into screens and things like that. Um, if you showed some of that to somebody 50 years ago, they would think it's madness. Like why, why are, why is everyone like this? Uh, I try and tell my kids, even when I grew up and it was a summer day, uh, well, actually, it's like a summer day in Seattle. If you go into Seattle, it's awesome because it's like how I grew up. People walk around neighborhoods because they're enjoying the sun, right? Because you get amazing summers for three months. Um, but here, on you know, it's it, it, it's it's that it's the the social norms. We even in our family, when we first got an Echo, we had to create a social norm that if somebody's playing music, you don't walk into the room and cancel, <laughs> right? Because my kids would do that on each other, and uh, or if I'm doing something, you just don't walk in and then ask for whatever. Like there's there's a politeness that you have to understand technology. And we have the same rules in my house too, like around screens, uh, how much time you get, uh, no screens at the table, and so I think oh. that's what's what's got me um, interesting too, is to see how those social norms change over time. I would love because. Um, like we've just announced push notifications are, are coming that we're going to enable for developers. Push notifications are live now in Echo devices. You may like see a green light. Yep. And you know, like a package is coming. Um, but we've opened. We're going. We're going to open that up for developers too. And so I think the reason, at least for me, why I would check my screen so much, is that everything has the potential to be a priority one alert because you don't know. Uh, an email comes in, a text message comes in, you don't know. And so having an, an AI that knows what I care about and knows when to bother me, suddenly there's this piece that you and I could be out at dinner. I don't need to look down at my phone because an AI is going to tell me if my wife needs me or if there's something going on at work or if my commute's going to suck when I leave the restaurant, <laughs> right? And so I think that social norm may change. I'd love to be a grandpa years from now sitting around with my kids in a restaurant and everybody is back to being people. 